Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and today we're going to talk about Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Like I mentioned on the first Uncharted game, as I on my own, or Jordan on his own, play games, uh, we may end up recording kind of additional bonus content for the podcast, just throwing extra episodes up to talk about the games we're playing. And so, last time I'd played Uncharted 1, and with my free time I've continued through the Uncharted series playing Uncharted 2. So, here we are. Uh, With that, uh, description of the game. In this sequel, Drake is drawn back into the treacherous world of thieves and treasure seekers. A mystery artifact propels him to undertake an expedition to the legendary Himalayan Valley of Shambhala, where he finds himself embroiled in a dangerous game of cat and mouse against a fugitive war criminal. Pushed to his limits, Drake is forced to risk everything. So, background on the game. This is developed by Naughty Dog. This is the second of four Uncharted games in the uh, Nathan Drake series. And then there's also uh, Lost Legacy, which stars Chloe from this game and um, another character on the cover who I haven't met yet, at least. But And then also Naughty Dog is known, of course, uh, for The Last of Us, the Uncharted series, Crash Bandicoot. They're a pretty big uh, studio who makes a lot of good games. This uh, game, Among Thieves, has a few more characters in it than uh, the first game, more named characters, so I wanted to do a quick run-through on them. We've got uh, Nathan Drake, of course, our playable character, treasure hunter, hero, all that good stuff. Then we've got Chloe Frazier, she's a treasure hunter um, as well, and friends, uh, or at least former partners, with Drake and also his former girlfriend. Then we've got Harry Flynn, also a treasure hunter, and I think a former uh, co-thieve with Drake as well. Then we've got Zoran Zoran Lazarevich. He's a Serbian war criminal. We've got Elena Fisher from the last game, reporter. Then we've got uh, Sully, Victor Sullivan, uh, Drake's friend and mentor. We've got Carl Schaefer, who's an old man who is a former German expeditioner. And then we've got Tenzin, who's a Tibetan village leader. So the game opens up with an injured Nathan Drake in a train car hanging over the edge of a cliff in the winter. And then you have to kind of climb up the train car to get to safety on stable ground. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's a very cool uh, opener, um, really thrilling and cool scenery too, just seeing the mountains like that in the snow. And I don't know, it's awesome. Really great opener, and you climb up to get to safety and you're on solid ground. Then, flashback. You flashback, and Harry Flynn and Chloe Frazier approach Nathan with uh, a job. They can steal this Mongolian oil lamp from a museum in Istanbul. Nate accepts the job when he learns that this lamp should lead them to the treasure of Marco Polo's lost fleet. Once the stakes are good enough, Drake's in. Drake and uh, Flynn, they're able to acquire the lamp. The lamp uh, has a map that shows the lost fleet had been transporting the Chinamanti stone from the mythical city of Shambhala. At this point, Flynn double-crosses Drake, and Drake is arrested and imprisoned for three months. Chloe, meanwhile, uh, says she's, that she had no knowledge that Flynn was going to double-cross Drake, and she reaches out to Sully to secure Drake's release, which she's able to do. Drake's looking pretty rough here, like beardy and malnourished and stuff like that. Drake continues on Flynn's trail 
with Sully. They follow Flynn and Lazarevich to Borneo. So this is where we meet Lazarevich uh, and find out that, yeah. While they're there, they locate a temple containing uh, bodies of Marco Polo's crew. And there's a letter from Marco Polo that says the next clue is in Kathmandu, Nepal. And it's in a temple and it's got kind of a drawing of what that temple would look like. Flynn and his men uh, jump in the tomb soon after. They take the letter and Nate and Sully are able to escape by jumping off a cliff into a river. Alright, next up uh, we're in Nepal. But before heading to Nepal to find this temple, Sully backs out. He says that this quest is too risky, I'm too old, that kind of thing. With Lazarevich involved, I, I don't know if I blame him. He's a pretty rough guy. Bad dude. So Nate uh, teams up with Chloe, though, to head to Nepal. And when they get there, they find Lazarevich's mercenary army ravaging the city, looking for the right temple. We realize that Kathmandu is filled with various temples, and one of them has the secret. Um, and it's crazy. Larvich's mercenary armies destroying stuff. There's rebel forces fighting back against them. Like, it's it's chaos. While they're going to the temple, they run into Elena Fisher and her cameraman, who are there because they're trying to track down Lazarevich. Um, worldwide media, I guess, believes that Lazarevich was killed in a bombing accident. Elena Fisher, though, felt otherwise. So she came here in hopes of finding him and proving to the world that, yes, Lazarevich is alive. This was cool. I really liked this happening, Elena Fisher showing back up uh, at this moment and, of course, for the rest of the story. Because I didn't expect it at all. I had no idea that Elena would come back as a character, and uh, her coming back was awesome. I, I kind of thought, with Uncharted 1, I thought she would be kind of like a quote-unquote Bond girl. Where, you know, in the James Bond movies, there's a girl who teams up with James Bond. They kind of fall in love, and they work together to defeat the bad guy. And then you don't see her again. I figured that's what was happening in Uncharted. So to have Elena instead come back and play a key role in this was awesome. And, you know, she was an awesome character last time, and getting to spend more time with her here was great. And uh, I can only assume and hope that she's in the future games, too. But uh, awesome. Really, really cool. At this point, Nate and Chloe uh, scour the temple, and they discover that the stone and Shambhala are in the Himalayas. When they exit the temple, they find that Jeff has been shot uh, during the crossfire, and Chloe says, leave the cameraman behind. We can't deal with this anymore. Drake, though, uh, being the hero, cannot let that happen, so he carries the cameraman. And uh, so it's cameraman <laughs> being carried by Drake, trying to escape with Chloe and Elena, uh, kind of on point two. Uh, at this point, we get captured, or we're about to be captured. So Chloe pulls her gun on Nate because she needs to protect her cover. She works for Lozarevich still and says, I caught him. At this point, Lozarevich shows up with Flynn and some of his other men, and Lozarevich executes the cameraman. And he takes Nate's map and the directions of how to get to Shambhala. Flynn then is told by Lazarevich to kill Nate and Elena. Fortunately, though, Nate and Elena are able to escape. At this point, uh, Nate and Elena have to decide what to do. Are we done with this, or are we going to try to stop Lazarevich from getting the Chinamanti Stone? Elena decides, okay, let's do it, Nate. And so Elena 
steals a Jeep, and she's driving it, and Drake's in the side, and he jumps onto a train of uh, Lazarus' men getting away. Nate then uh, is on the train, and he has to fight his way through a group of soldiers. This is pretty fun. Uh, then you kind of get your first uh, mini boss battle, so to speak. There's this really big buff soldier uh, who tries to kill Drake, and it's not looking good, but Chloe comes to the rescue and kills uh, the boss soldier for you before you're killed by her. Chloe then is pissed at Nate for having brought Elena and the cameraman along earlier, and she refuses to leave with Drake. As they argue, Flynn arrives and he shoots Nate in the abdomen. Chloe then uh, jumps in front of Flynn, giving Drake the chance to get out of there. Soldiers pursue Drake while he's running away injured, um, and he's cornered with no other choices left. He shoots some propane tanks, blowing up the soldiers, blowing up the train, and it you know blows his car off the tracks and off the side of the mountain. It's hanging there, and boom! We return to where the story started. Nate injured, hanging off the side of the train in the snow. This was really cool. I really like this as a storytelling method to start the game, I don't know, halfway or one-third through the game, and then to just jump backwards, or, yeah, jump backwards in time and then get back to the present timeline. I thought that was a really cool uh, story mechanism. I like that a lot. Nate then escapes the train, travels through the snowstorm, and he recovers uh, the Perba, which is the key, uh, among the wreckage before passing out. After passing out, Nate wakes up in a Tibetan village where he's reunited with Elena and is introduced to a German man named Carl Schaefer. Schaefer tells Nate that the Purba is the key to finding the Shambhala, and Nate tells him, I'm not interested anymore. Nate's uh, upset that Chloe wouldn't come with him. I think he thought he could save Chloe too, and uh, kind of saw the risk in this himself. Schaefer, though, says, before you decide that, go check out my former expedition before you make a big call like that. So he sends Nate um, and Tenzin to find the remains of the men that was in Schaefer's expedition, how he got there. So Schaefer, of course, being an old man who's German in this Tibetan village is sort of strange, so we'll find out his backstory here. They travel through a series of caves, and it also has uh, these kind of yeti like creatures uh they're like big um and have horns and are furry and have to do battle with them a little bit they discover that schaefer's men were ss men on an expedition at this point uh they go back to the village and they find that lazarevich's men are attacking the village elena tells nate that they are the reason for it because we're in this village we caused this we have to help fight for the village so Tenzin and Nate uh, fight through the village. They end up fighting a tank in the process. That was pretty cool. Uh, after this, though, uh, they need to get Schaefer back because Lazarevich has taken Schaefer, and we got to save him. And and they've taken the Perba, the key as well. When they track and fight Lazarevich's convoy, they get to this abandoned monastery. Monastery. Oh, um, yeah, Mandan Monastery. So this is cool, actually, also. In chasing after Lazarevich, Nate and Elena are in a jeep, and Nate jumps into another car and kills the bad guys on it, and then just car jumps kind of for a while before he gets back with Elena in her car. Uh, this was pretty fun, part fighting through the convoy, but then we get blown off the cliff, 
And so then we have to approach the monastery by foot. When they get to the monastery, they find Schaefer uh, mortally wounded. And he tells Nate that he must destroy the Chinamanti stone. And that that's why Schaefer's expedition was all killed, because he realized what the Chinamanti stone could do. It was too powerful for any person to have. So that's why Schaefer killed all his men and has been hiding. And then Schaefer dies. Heading towards Shambhala, Nate is able to find Chloe, who gives him the key when Nate says that he's going to take Lazarevich down. Nate uh, is able to reunite with Elena at this point, and they are able to beat Lazarevich to the temple. They use the key to unlock the secret passage to Shambhala underneath the monastery. However, Lazarevich comes down after them, and he forces Nate to choose between Elena and Chloe. Chloe was snitched on by Flynn, and he says, I'm going to kill one. Which one do you want me to kill? Nate is able to talk his way out of it and says, I'll go find it for you. It's fine. So he goes with Flynn into the gate through the ice caves to open up the gate. When the gate opens, uh, this group of uh, monsters show up. I guess it's more of the it's more of the Yetis. They show up. Uh, Lazarevich kills them, though, and he opens, uh, he pulls off their mask, and it turns out that uh, these are human guardians of the Shambhala, and the Chintamani stone makes them powerful, and they're dressed up like yetis, like the monsters, to scare anyone off who tries to trespass in the city. Uh, getting ready, Lazarevich is getting ready to kill Elena and Nate. Chloe, though, is able to be protected by Flynn. And uh, more of these guardians show up and attack, which allows Nate, Elena, and Chloe to escape. Then we go inside Shambhala, and uh, it's beautiful. This part of the game uh, looks amazing. It looks so great. Uh, they make their way to the center part of the, the center temple, and they discover that the Chinamanti stone is, in fact, giant amber of uh, petrified like blue resin in a giant prehistoric tree of life so it's not actually like a, a rock you can take and so the true worth of shambhala is this blue sap in the tree which makes uh anyone who drinks it almost invincible um, when they get ready to go after lazarevich a wounded flynn arrives and he has a grenade that he detonates, it kills himself, and it severely wounds Elena. Nate then uh, leaves Elena with Chloe to have Chloe uh, take Elena and her to safety. Nate's going to go after Lazarevich. Nate arrives as Lazarevich is drinking the tree sap, which makes him, of course, nearly indestructible, and you see his old wounds heal. Uh, this is pretty cool to see, actually. Scary because it's Lazarevich, but cool. Nate then blows up the resin as he goes around and fights Lazarevich and then uh, the guardians show up and then they kill Lazarevich while Nate escapes. Nate uh, is able to reunite with Chloe and Elena and they escape the city as um, explosions begin to destroy Shambhala. Nate uh, sets Elena down when they get out um, and it doesn't look good. Looks like she's gonna die. Nate then begs Elena not to leave, and uh, the video fades out. Then we're back at the village. Chloe asks Nate if he loves Elena, and 
Nate doesn't say anything. He doesn't deny it. Chloe then says goodbye to Nate, and Sully is leading a recovering Elena over to Nate. Elena and Nate pay respects at Schaefer's grave, and then hug. Then they kiss, and they walk over to the edge of the cliff to uh, watch the sunset go down behind the mountain. Game over. I thought this was pretty cool as a game. Overall, first and foremost, I'd say excellent game. It really built on, I think, a lot of the good stuff from the first game, Drake's Fortune, and then expanded on it. I thought Drake's Fortune was a good game. I thought that Uncharted 2 was a great game. I thought it was excellent. One thing I really enjoyed in the game was traveling around the globe. It was cool being in Turkey, Borneo, Nepal, Tibet. Like, there were all these different cool settings uh, that looked different and felt different. Like the Nepal, the jungle in Borneo. Like you, you had so many different cool settings uh, that were great for fighting Lazarevich's men and, um, I don't know, different set pieces. I, I really enjoyed that. I also liked the treasure hunting group expanding. Starting off with uh, Chloe and Flynn. That was pretty cool. I, I, I was like, cool, we're part of team. I'm I'm into that. Like I, I thought that was a great way to start the game instead of uh, just Nate by himself or Nate with Sully sometimes. This was cool. It seemed like it was, oh, man, we're going to be a team. We're going to do stuff. And then getting double-crossed, of course, was extra disappointing. You're like, are you fucking kidding? I was excited to be on a team. Uh, that was very cool. I liked that a lot. And has me intrigued about future games. I assume that Nate has worked with other treasure hunters in the past at this point um i hope i get to meet them and are in the future games so i like that a lot i thought um flynn's death was sort of lame i feel like it uh should have been i guess bigger on either end so he like blows himself with a grenade and it severely hurts elena you don't, uh, and i don't know these games aren't they don't have to be gory or something but you don't really see him die but i mean he had to have died, of course. But I wish that he would have either gotten a hero death, uh, so maybe he, like, takes out a bunch of Lazarevich's guys to let them escape, or maybe some guardians, or even if he killed Lazarevich somehow. I, I think something like that could have been... I mean, maybe you can't have him kill Lazarevich. Maybe Nathan has to be a part of that. But something like that I thought could have been pretty cool. Or if uh, the consequences were worse, like if Flynn doing that, he was able to kill Elena or Chloe or something like that. I think that could have been interesting. So I, I, I kind of wish there was something a little more. That said, I'm 100% glad Elena's alive and 100% glad Chloe's alive. Um, I assume that they both have significant roles in future games and I want them around for them and I'll enjoy having them there. But yeah, I just feel like Flynn's death should have maybe cost more or been a little different. I didn't see uh, the Guardians situation happening. This was cool. So... It started as a supernatural thing. You have these yetis. Oh my gosh, this is insane. Then, oh wait, the yetis are people. And then, oh wait, but they're supernaturally uh, empowered by the Chindamanti Stone tree sap. So it was kind of cool. It was like supernatural, not supernatural, supernatural again. Like, they really played with that really well. I liked that a lot. After uh, the first game, when you had the, the kind of zombies... I was like, okay, supernatural things are possible. So when I saw the Yeti, I just accepted it. But then when the red Yeti was revealed to be a person, uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and then, you know, the Chinamonte Stone stuff. It was cool. I really liked that. I thought that the game did a really good job of messing with um, 
my preconceived notions of what could be allowed in this world or not allowed. I like that a lot. Uh, favorite part of the game for me was uh, probably the village battle um, and then the car chase that followed it. That was really fun, just fighting your way through there. A lot of good... Um, yeah, a lot of good fights. Fighting the tank was pretty exhilarating. Getting to pick up different guns, and you're shooting different guys, but it was cool because you had all the Tibetan villagers with you and Tenzin. It was nice. I liked having um, teammates in this. It wasn't just Drake against 15 guys. Instead, it was, you know, 20 on 20 or 10 on 30, you know, kind of deal. So that was cool. I liked that a lot. And then the car chase that follows, that was really fun, like blowing up different cars and at one point, I think you get a heavy machine gun. You're gunning people down. Uh, that was really fun. Like there's, It was great. That was a really excellent sequence in the game. Fighting on the train, I would say, is a close second. That was pretty fun, kind of jumping from car to car, fighting guys on top of the train, inside of the train. I really like that. Yeah, this game was great. This was really, really enjoyable. Good job. Uh, Naughty Dog for Uncharted 2. Really cool. I have a little bit of listener feedback regarding the game uh chris on twitter he says uh that this is the temple of doom of the series i I like that comparison thought temple of doom was awesome uh for indiana jones uncharted 2 excellent and uh i have a hard time wondering how uncharted 3 or 4 can stack up because uncharted 2 was so awesome and then uh i have a comment from uh sato on twitter that uh i asked about uncharted and uh she sent it uh, around Uncharted 1, but I think I'd recorded just before, so I wasn't able to put it on that episode, so I figured I'd put it on this one. Uh, and they say, I loved it. I got the Nathan Drake collection with my PS4, and it blew me away that this game from when I got it nine years ago was so visually stunning. There are many times I just stopped and looked at the scenery. I totally agree. I, I thought that Uncharted 1 itself looked great, and Uncharted 2 was so much. I really liked being in the snow. I like seeing that, seeing the villages. This game's really good uh, in how it looks. It's, it, it's very fun to play. It's very fun to look at. I definitely stood around and looked at things, too. So, yep. Uh, yeah, I guess that's Uncharted 2, though, for us, Among Thieves. Yeah, if you have any thoughts on uh, this game or uh, any others... Let us know at uh, the greatest story ever played at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at StoryEverPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash The Greatest Story Ever Played, and uh, we'll see you next time.